you have your Bibles with you this morning, open with me to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. We'll be looking at verses 10 through 19 this morning. Proverbs chapter 4, verses 10 through 19. And if you do not have your Bible, you can grab one of the few Bibles there in front of you and turn to page 497, page 497 in the Pew Bible. And if you do not have a Bible, then we do invite you to take that Pew Bible and that's our gift to you. We want everybody to have a copy of God's Word, so take it and read it for your benefit and joy. Proverbs four nineteen or Proverbs four ten through nineteen. There's an old Japanese proverb that uh, says, "When the character of a man is not clear to you, look at his friends." Indeed, we are known by the company we keep. Those who are closest to you, who you spend the most of your time with, they will have the greatest influence and the greatest impact on your life. You are going to be like those you spend the most time with. It, that's just the way it is. Those that you spend the most time with, those whom you, you allow to, to be so influential in your life, they will they will shape your character you will be like them i know a guy i remember a guy growing up and y'all probably know someone similar to this but uh, i knew a guy growing up he was raised in a church his parents were good godly parents he was raised in church he was there every sunday in sunday school and the whole nine yards he he had the biblical foundation but somewhere along the way, around about high school, he started hanging out with the wrong crowd. And guess what? He started going down the wrong path. And they led him, his friends led him down a very bad path. Counter to that, I also know a young lady who did not grow up in a Christian home. She grew up on the wrong side of the tracks, as we say. But somewhere along the way, some Christian friends began to invest in her, and she began to hang around some good Christ-like people. And guess what? They influenced her life. And today she is living as a, a godly young woman, thriving in her faith and living out her faith where she lives today. So today we, we, we look at this proverb and we learn this wonderful, valuable lesson, lesson, choose your friends wisely. Choose your friends wisely. Be careful of the company you keep. Make sure that you choose the right friends and you hang out with the right crowds. And today we're going to look at, at this passage, as we look at this passage, we're going to see two principles for choosing the company you keep. Two important principles for choosing the company you keep. And listen to me now, you are never too old or too young to learn this lesson. You're never too old, you're never too young to learn this lesson. So whether you are moving off to college or you're moving into retirement, or whatever stage of life that you are entering into or are in the midst of, learn to choose your friends wisely. 
So if you found your place there in, in Proverbs chapter 4, please stand with me in reverence to the reading of God's holy word. Hear the word of the Lord. Hear, my son, and accept my words, that the years of your life may be many. I have taught you the way of wisdom. I have led you in the paths of uprightness. When you walk, <clears throat> your step will not be hampered, and if you run, you will not stumble. Keep hold of the instruction. Do not let go. Guard her, for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked, and do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it. Do not go on it. Turn away from it and pass on, for they cannot sleep unless they have done wrong. They are robbed of sleep unless they have made someone stumble. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. The way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your holy, inspired, and inerrant word. O oh Lord, Give your servant the words to, to speak today as I preach your word. And Lord, give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and wills to obey what your word has to teach us today. This I pray in Christ's name. Amen. You may be seated. Well, as we begin to, to look at our text this morning, first we want to notice that verses 10 through 13 really highlight the importance of this instruction. I mean, that's the whole purpose of, of these three verses. Uh, they are meant to, to highlight the importance of, of Solomon's instruction. Solomon uses these three verses to say, look here, son right look son you you really need to pay attention to what i'm about to say listen to me right unclog your ears and, and pay attention so what i'm saying to you today from this text church listen put on your ears put on your listening hat whatever listen because this is so important so as we we look then at solomon's instruction God's instruction to us. The first principle for choosing the company you keep is this. Walk not in the way of the wicked. Pretty simple, right? Walk not in the way of the wicked. Now, now think about this. Who are the wicked? Well, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 through 11, Paul kind of gives us a laundry list of, of wickedness here. Uh, this isn't just pervasive it, it, there's other things that we could add to this list but it gives us a general idea of the wicked in that verse paul says or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of god do not be deceived neither the the sexually immoral nor idolaters nor adulterers 
nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. So, so there's kind of our laundry list of kind of just general ideas of, of what wickedness looks like. But let us not just stop there. Let us remember what, what else Paul says in that verse. In verse 11, he says, And such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of our God. Such were some of you, right? So let's not get too haughty, too high and mighty here. Uh, We were in that category. Every Christian was in that category of the wicked before you came to know Jesus Christ. But we have this idea, we see this idea of wickedness. Now, we, we need to take note and make clear here, at this point, what Proverbs 14 or 414 is really saying to us. It, it says, do not walk in the way of the wicked. Do not walk in the way of the wicked. It doesn't say never build a relationship with the wicked. As Jesus says in John chapter 17, he has sent us into the world to declare the gospel of Jesus Christ, the hope of Jesus Christ to the wicked. He has sent us into the world, but we're not to be of the world. And and so let me be clear right off the bat here. What I'm not saying is that you should just like run away from every wicked person that you know because then we would just have to come into this commune of the church and just just stay in here and and not go out into the world no we're called to go out into the world we're called to to befriend sinners just like jesus befriended sinners but you have to set boundaries and that that's what we're talking about that's what solomon is talking about that's what god's word is talking about when he says do not walk in the way of the wicked We befriend the wicked for the purpose of sharing the hope of Jesus Christ with them. But we have to set boundaries, right? We have to set boundaries. Like our friendship can go this far, but it can't go beyond this boundary. Like you can come over to my house and we can share bread together and we can have a meal together, but I'm not going to come to your house and and have a drunken beer fest with you, right? I'm not going there. I can hang out with you, but when you start talking ugly and telling dirty jokes and all that kind of stuff, I've got to go. I can't hang out with that. I can't go there. So, so yes, we befriend the wicked to share the hope of Jesus Christ with them, but you have to set boundaries. You can't walk in their way. Don't walk in the way of the wicked. We are not ever to walk in the way of the wicked. We must set those boundaries. We must set those boundaries. So how do we not walk in the way of the wicked? How are we to avoid that? Well, first of all, uh, avoid it, right? Straight out, avoid it. Look what he says there in verse 15. Avoid it. Do not go in it. Do not go in it. So, so you know what the way of the wicked is. You, you know what sinful activity is, what sinful uh, behavior looks like. So avoid it. 
If you know this buddy of yours that uh, you've, you've built this relationship with, he's inviting you over to his house, but you know what's going to go on there, and it's not good, then you avoid it. I'm sorry, I can't come over. I, I can't be a part of that. You avoid it altogether. If you know your friends are going out and they're going to the club and they're going to do all this kind of uh, bad stuff, you got to say, no, I can't do that, right? Avoid it. Stay away from it altogether. Do not go put yourself into situations that, that you know are going to be sinful. Do not put yourself in wicked situations. Avoid the path of the wicked altogether. But now... There are times that you just kind of look up and, uh uh-oh, wait a minute, right? Here I am. I I didn't know this was going to take place. What do you do then? Well, look what the text says. Turn away from it and pass on. So first, avoid it altogether. But if you happen to find yourself, uh uh-oh, I didn't know this was going to be taking place here, then what do you do? You turn right pivot and pass on you you walk away you you repent you change directions so let's let's say you 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 found these new friends and, and you're hanging out with them and uh all of a sudden they they pull out the joint right hey you want to hit oh no can't do that you turn away and you pass on you're hanging out with your friends at Walmart, and, and uh, you know they start, you know, getting the five dollar discount, right? They start sticking stuff in, in their their pockets and stuff like that. Well, what do you do? You turn away and you pass on. Hey, I'll find my own ride back to to where I'm going. I'm I'm no no part of this, right? Every now and again, we always find ourselves in a, in a situation that we're like, ah, wait, how did I end up here? What do you do? You don't play along. You you turn away and you pass on. You go to the water cooler, and you're sitting there, you're getting a drink, and, and all the guys are sitting there at the water cooler, and, and you're talking about football, but then all of a sudden, oh, Joe starts telling another joke. You turn away, and you walk on. You get out of that situation. That's what you have to do. You have to do. You have to get out of that. Don't allow yourself to be put in situations that sin is taking place, that that might draw you into sin or or might even uh, make you be accused of being a part of that activity. Avoid it at at all costs. Try to avoid it the best you can. If you find yourself in the midst of it, turn away from it and get out of there. Just like Joseph, right? Do whatever you can. If you've got to leave your clothes, take off and get out of there. What a, right? Just get out. Run. Don't walk away from it. Avoid wickedness. Turn away from it and pass on. Get away from it at all costs. And here's why. Solomon goes on to tell us why. Verse 16 For they, the wicked, cannot sleep unless they have done wrong. See, this is why you don't just go hang out with wicked folks. Because wicked folks are going to do wicked things. They will do evil, right? 
You, you avoid them. You, you avoid that. You set those up boundaries because they are going to do wicked things. They are going to do evil. Evil people do evil things. Sinners sin, right? We all sin, but, but those who are, are walking in a, outside of Christ, who are living outside of Christ, they're going to do wickedness. A drunk is going to get drunk. A drug addict is going to do drugs. A thief is going to steal. An adulterer is going to commit adultery. The sexual immoral will do sexual, sexually immoral things. They are going to do those things. So you've got to set those boundaries. And you can't put yourself into situations where you're going get, to get drugged down in the mud with them. You avoid the way of the wicked because the wicked are going to do evil things. And second, because they will tempt you to do evil. Notice what he says there in the second part of that verse. They are robbed of sleep unless they have made someone stumble. Right? And unless they've made you stumble, they, they, they can't rest. Misery loves company, doesn't it? And someone who is caught in wickedness, someone who is living in sin, they can't stand it if you, or you their friend, are standing there and, and you're not involved in their sin. They want to drag you down with them. Come on, man. Come on, man. Take a drink. Come on, just take a drink. It's all right. It, it, it'll, it'll make you feel good. Take a drink. Oh, come on, take a hit. It, it's all right. Man, you'll feel so good if you just take a hit. Oh, come on. Everybody shoplifts. Come on, stick this in your pocket. See how fun it is. It's exhilarating. Come on, come on. Everybody's doing it. Why not you? You see, wicked people can't stand it if you're not caught up in their wickedness. And so not only will they do evil, but they won't be satisfied until they pull you into their wickedness with them. They will tempt you and tempt you and tempt you and tempt you until you break. So don't walk in their way. Don't walk in their way. Yeah, you can have coffee with them. You can have coffee with them. You can have lunch with them. You can invite them over to your house and, and break bread with them. But don't go into their, their realm where they live in their wickedness. You, you've got to avoid that. You've got to stay out of that. Because they'll never be satisfied until they suck you in. And look, I, I know a lot of people I know a lot of people, and, and this is where, where the New Testament tells believers not to be joined with unbelievers. That's right, right? You're not supposed to marry unbelievers. The Bible says don't do that. Don't be united with unbelievers. That's in marriage. That's in, in, in really intimate friendships. You're not to be united with unbelievers. Why? Because uh, unbelievers will pull you into their wickedness. They will pull you down into their evil ways. And man, I've seen people, young, young folks, 
Oh, oh, Susie, she'll get her a boyfriend. Oh, she's just all in love. But he's an unbeliever. And she thinks, well, I can, I, I can convert him, right? I, I, if we can be together and we marry, then I'll keep working on him and, and, I, and I'll make a believer out of him. But, you know, that's never what happens. That seldom ever happens. What happens? Usually, oh, Tommy begins to pull down Jenny or Sue or whatever. It begins to pull her into his bad habits, pulls her away from church. Instead of her pulling him towards church and towards Christ, he pulls her out of church and away from Christ. That's usually what happens. So you've got to avoid that. You've got to avoid that. Don't, don't be foolish enough to think that, that you're, like, you're, you're so much like Jesus that you can withstand every temptation because you're not Jesus. You don't have that perfection. And when you start walking in the way of the wicked, guess what? Eventually, you're going to be right there in stride. Participating in the wickedness. Avoid it. Turn away from it. Pass on from it. Do not, do not, do not walk in the way of the wicked. You know, Solomon's own son didn't pay attention to Solomon's advice. If you look over into 1 Kings, 1 Kings chapter 12, Rehoboam, Solomon's son, after Solomon dies, Rehoboam is anointed a king over Israel. And the people of Israel, they, they come to Rehoboam and they say, Rehoboam, you know, Solomon, your, your, your father, man, he was a great king, but man, he put some heavy burdens on us. And we're tired, man. Could you just lift some of the burden? Just, just, just ease up a little bit from us. Can you do that for us, Rehoboam? And Rehoboam told him, said, all right, well, well let me tell you what. Give me three days to think about this, and, and y'all go away for three days, and then come back, and I, I'll give you my decision. And so first of all, Rehoboam goes to the wise counselors of, of King Solomon, the old guys who had been around a while. They've been walking with the, the king of wisdom himself, Solomon, and, and they have learned a lot of his ways. And so he goes to them first, what, what's your counsel? And all of Solomon's old counselors, they, they said, well, here's what you should do, Rehoboam. You know, if you're a servant to the people, the people will serve you. If you're good to the people and kind to the people, uh, they, they will follow you. And you will secure the kingdom. But Rehoboam, he didn't like that advice. So what did Rehoboam do? He went to his old buddies. His old buddies who were walking in the way of the wicked, and he said, what, What's y'all's counsel? What, what do y'all think? And, and this is what his buddies told him. He says, Thus, they said, Thus shall you speak to this people who said to you, Your father made our yoke heavy, but you lighten it for us. Shall you say to them, My little finger is thicker than my father's thigh? And now, whereas my father laid on you a heavy yoke, I will add to your yoke. My father disciplined you with whips, but I will discipline you with scorpions. 
So Rehoboam said, well, you know, that, that sounds pretty good. That sounds pretty good. I'll just make them slaves. You know what happened? Rehoboam lost the kingdom. All of Israel fled away, separated themselves. What, what do we have in the king of Judah? What, what do we have in him? They fled away from him. They left him. Caused the greatest schism in, in the history of, of Israel. Rehoboam was left with the, the people of, of Judah and the people of Benjamin, two tribes. The other ten tribes left him, all because he walked in the way of the wicked instead of following the wisdom of the wise. Do not walk in the way of the wicked. Avoid it. Stay away from it. Second, a second principle for choosing your company wisely is to walk in the way of the righteous, right? The opposite. Walk in the way of the righteous. Look what he says there in verse 18. Verse 18, but the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn which shines brighter and brighter until full day. Walk in the way of the righteous. Now, how do you walk in the way of the righteous? First and foremost, befriend Christ. First and foremost, befriend Christ. Jesus says in John chapter 15, verses 13 and 14, greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends you are my friends if you do what I command you. Walk, first of all, by faith in Jesus Christ. Walk by faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. He gave his life because he knew there was no righteousness in us. He knew we were sinful, wicked people. And we couldn't stand before God in our wickedness. But he came. And he lived in perfect righteousness on our behalf. And he died on Calvary's cross, taking the, the wrath of our sin in our place. He paid the penalty for us. And he was raised to give us eternal life. Trust in Jesus. Have faith in Jesus. Give your life to Jesus. Walk by faith in Christ. And then walk in the word of Christ. You are my friends if you do as I command you. First by receiving him by faith, but then walking in his way. Following his word. Living in obedience to the word of God. When you do that, when you receive Christ with, by faith, he empowers you so that you can walk in his word. So befriend Christ. Walk with Christ. Day after day, Jesus should be your best friend. Every morning when you get up, you should spend a little time with Jesus right here in his word. Open up his word, dig in, see what he has to teach you day in, day out. Have a little walk with Jesus, right? You tell him all about your troubles and then you listen to his wise counsel. Listen to Jesus, walk with Jesus, get in, in his word. 
and when you're in the word of God and you're, you're conforming your life to the word of God, which is to conform your life to Jesus Christ, you will walk in the way of the righteous because you're walking in the way of the righteous one. Befriend Jesus. Second, befriend Christ-like people. Befriend Christ-like people. And, and I'm not just talking about people who claim to be Christians, right? But those who walk with Christ, those who are growing in Christ. There's a lot of people out here who say, oh yeah, I'm a Christian, but then they, they go right out to the bar and, and they pull on all night or getting drunk, right? There are those people, we all know folks like that. Don't walk with them. Don't walk with them. Don't surround your, yourself with those kind of, of Christians, what we might call nominal Christians. They, they say they're, they're Christians, but, but their life doesn't show it. No, walk with Christ-like people, people who are growing in their faith with Jesus. And, and notice what the text even says. But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. And, and that's, the, that's the life of a, a, a real Christian. An authentic Christian, right? Uh, they, they, they receive Christ, and, and they're living in sin, but they turn away from sin, and, and they receive Christ by God's grace through faith in Jesus Christ. They, they turn away from their sin, and they begin to walk with Jesus. And it's not all once they, they become these holier-than-thou kind of saints, right? It, it, it takes, it's a progression, we grow in our faith. We grow in our likeness of Christ. As when we're babes, we're, we stumble around all over the place. But as we mature in Christ, we, we get more, more grounded in our faith. We get more grounded in the, the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Look for those who aren't perfect, but they're growing in their faith. They're, they're striving to be more like Jesus every day. Those are the people you need to surround yourself with. Befriend Christ-like people. Those who are striving to be like Christ. Those should be your best friends. Outside of Jesus, those should be your best friends. Those should be the ones who have the most influence on your life. Day in and day out, you're, you're walking with Christ-like people. Those who are growing in their relationship with Jesus Christ. Walk with, with those who will love you like Christ. Walk with those who will love you like Christ. Proverbs 17, 17, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity you see there's a lot of those friends out there they'll they want to be your friends as long as they you've got something to offer them right as long as everything is good great and lovely they, they love you and they, and they just want to be with you but when adversity comes when hardship comes they're out the door no no you don't want friends like that you, you don't want friends like that. You want friends who will love you like Jesus loves you. Who will stick beside you. Who will comfort you in hard times and encourage you in the hard times. Surround yourself with people who will love you like Christ. And, and third, befriend those who will confront you like Christ. Befriend those who will confront you like Christ. Proverbs 27, 6. 
Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Profuse are the kisses of an enemy. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Oil and perfume, uh, Proverbs 27, 9, oil and perfume make the heart glad and the sweetness of a friend comes from his earnest counsel. You see, you need friends who will tell you you messed up. You messed up. You really shouldn't have said that. That that was that was ugly. Man, you're you're going down a wrong path here. You, you need to come out of that. You need friends who will confront you and tell you when you're slipping into sinful patterns and sinful ways. Let me ask you this: You go out to eat. And uh, you get some lettuce caught in your teeth, right? Who's the friend? The one who just smiles at you and walks on by? Or the one who says, hey, got something in your teeth? It's the one who tells you you got something in your teeth, right? The one who tells you, hey, man, you got a problem. You got a problem, and you need to fix it. You need friends in your life who will say, you have sin in your life, and you need to fix it. You need to get that out of there. And I'm here to help you do it. We need friends who, will, who are walking with Christ, who will love us like Christ, and who will confront us like Christ. That's the kind of friends you need. If you want to walk in the way of righteousness, that's the kind of friends you will surround yourself with. Walk in the way of righteousness by surrounding yourself with people who are on the road of righteousness. Walking with Jesus. Walking with Jesus. You know, it's, it's well known. If you, you want to be a great leader, what do you do? You surround yourself with great leaders. If you want to be a, a great doctor, you surround yourself with great doctors. If you want to be a great preacher, you surround yourself with great preachers, right? You befriend great preachers. If you want to be a great architect, then, then you surround yourself with, with great architects. It, whatever the case is, whatever you want to be, if you want to be great at something, you, you surround yourself with people who are great in that thing. And the same thing with our Christian faith. If we want to be faithful Christians, great Christians, great uh, examples of Christ in the world, then who do we surround ourselves with? Great Christians. People who will encourage us and, and push us to be more like Jesus Christ. Yes, we, we befriend the, the lost. Setting those boundaries up, we befriend the lost so that we can share the gospel with them. But that's not our main influencers. That should not be our main influencers. Our main influencers should be our brothers and sisters in Christ who will keep us steady in our walk with Jesus Christ. Do not walk in the way of the wicked. Walk in the way of righteousness. Surround yourself with faithful Christians who will encourage you to walk 
of Jesus Christ. Choose your friends wisely. Paul says again in 1 Corinthians 15, 33, Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Bad company ruins good morals. Surround yourself with people you want to be like. Because ultimately, you will become like those whom you allow to influence you most. Befriend Christ. Walk with Christ. Trust in Jesus Christ. Walk with him. Consume his word. Live in and live out his word on a daily basis. Befriend Christ and befriend Christ-like people. Oh, dear friends, choose your friends wisely. Choose your friends wisely. Oh, Heavenly Father. Lord, we, we thank you that in such practical things, Lord, you, you give us your word. You give us your instruction, your wisdom for life. Oh, Lord, that we would just heed your wisdom. Lord, we want to be faithful to your command to love our world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, Lord, we want to befriend the lost. We want to befriend the wicked in order that we might share the hope of Jesus Christ with them. But, Lord, let us always remember to set those boundaries. And, Lord, let our main influencers be, number one, you. As we try to conform our lives to, to you and your will. And then your people. We are a community. One in Jesus Christ. Striving together to maturity in Christ. As we read earlier from Ephesians. Oh Lord let us be a faithful community. Let us be a faithful family. Loving one another comforting one another even confronting one another when necessary so that we all grow to maturity in you now lord certainly there are those who have heard today's message and lord maybe they're walking in the way of wickedness lord let them befriend christ today let them see Jesus. Let them turn to Jesus, to trust in Jesus, to turn away from the way of wickedness and turn to Jesus Christ today. This I pray in Christ's name. Amen.